sit back and get ready to take off with Dynamic Golf. Are you looking to elevate your golf game? With SwingTheoryGolf.com, you will. Tim, who is a certified PGA professional, offers expert instruction and personal attention to help you unleash your true potential. So get ready to tee off with Swing Theory Golf. So welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Dynamic Golf Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tim McElvana, the owner and operator of Swing Theory Golf, and with me is my co-host, Sean Klotz. Hey, golfers. How you doing today? So today we're going to talk about a little bit about uh, how to prepare for winter weather, bad weather, uh, talk about some New Year's resolutions, and also talk about uh, getting depth about the PGA show today. Yeah. So basically, first of all, Happy New Year to our listeners, right? Yes. We've happy been, New Year. We've been doing this for about three months now, and we're excited. The uh, traction we're gaining from some of the listeners and just some people we talk to yeah. in the golf world. And uh, I think it's going to be a great, great new year for 2024. Yeah, I'm and, excited. And like you said, you, you kind of always hear around New Year's the, the resolutions, you know, people trying to lose weight or eat better or whatever that is. Uh, so we're just going to kind of attack that from the golf side and see yeah. how we can improve your game. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. So beginning with that, uh, Sean, do you have any New Year's resolutions that you're trying to do for 2024 or anything Ooh. like that? Well, that's a tough one, T-Mac. Um, I would say in, in general, I would say that uh, I need to learn how to chip better, which is an interesting thing from a PJ guy from 2020. I was about to say, you've got a really good short game, right? so I'm kind of surprised right. to hear that. Yeah, it's just it's funny that you're always tweaking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're always tweaking on your game. You're always picking out the points that you want to get better at. Mm-hmm. Um, played a couple times over the holidays, and you know some of those plus four and plus, plus five rounds could easily have been you know, even par if, if, and to me right now, what it's coming down to, which is probably a lot of our listeners confidence. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I have no problem if there's grass underneath the golf ball, I feel really good taking that 60 and like we've talked about in some of the other podcasts and kind of spinning it, we'll call it, or, or putting some, you know, juice on it, Yeah. but it's the tight ones and, and you, we have this as, as some of the older clientele, Mm -hmm. they, you start seeing them putt from, 30 yards off. I'm starting to get there. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Hybrids. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, go, go to a club that's less lofted instead of the 60, but the tight lies. And, uh, I think as I've tried to look through my own game and try to look at some different videos of Mickelson, some of his great chipping techniques, um, I try to feel like the, the shot or the grip is moving faster than the club head. That's what I try to do. I feel like when I hit that to me, it's not. I don't hit a thin. To me, it's the it's the fat one that I stub into the ground. Yeah, yeah. You know, I let the club head release too quickly, and the the hands slow up essentially. And the leading edge digs. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, um, and as you get less confident, you swing slower because you're trying to control it all. Yeah, you know. But when you hit the good shot, it's usually like a faster speed shot. Yeah, like you're you know that's how you put and spin on it. Correct. So. Um, I, in general, I'm going to try to stick with one putter for probably at least six months. Okay. Is that the Sax Parente? Or? Um, actually, right now I've got an Odyssey, okay. uh, kind of an older uh, Odyssey model. And, and I, I really liked uh, some of the AI stuff that's coming up from Callaway. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. They had, I was with you at the, uh, the other day when we went to the demo day for Callaway, and you were making... I was making 20-footers like routine, like it was a tap-in, man. So uh, that AI technology, is there's something to it, I believe. You are amazing with that white-faced... That white uh, 
And then they had a copper face too, which is a little heavier maybe. Yeah, right? yeah they had a, um, a milled face, I yeah, think it was, face. a copper milled <clears throat> face and stuff like this. A very soft feel. Um, great technology, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're a person that struggles with putting on the short game, I think that's going to improve your putting. It's going to get you percentagely closer to the hole, yeah. which in turn we will eliminate the three putt, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, uh, putting is a big part of it as well with yeah. the short game. So. It was cool to try the uh, – so we went to this demo uh, day that Callaway had for the PGA members over in Orlando mm -hmm. two weeks ago, and it was just good to be able to kind of put – different golf balls with different putters yeah. you know you could feel that how it comes off the face um, so I think that was an important thing and then obviously just being able to hit some of the wedges and some of the some of the clubs in general but I think that people don't you know they come in all the time into the golf shop hey which ball should I play yeah and you've got maybe 30 seconds with them you can't really go into the in-depth exactly ball fitting mm -hmm. right that Callaway wants you to go into yeah, or exactly. TaylorMade or any other <laughs> right. company right right um, so you do have to kind of, hey, do you hit it high? Do you hit it low? Do you want to spin it more or less? Um, how much do you want to pay? Correct. That's Where's your price big point? One, right? <laughs> right. And then how fast is your swing speed? That, yeah. That's kind of some of the bottom line. But for us to be able to go on a good green um, uh, over at Reunion and be able to tell, the, and I could, there was certainly a different feel between the standard, like you said, the milled face putter, which was kind of the more expensive one, mm -hmm. and then just the white hot, I'll call it the white hot face. Yeah. But it's the AI version. And what they were trying to describe to us was really that, like you just said, the percentage of your kind of longer putts, yeah. they're going to go closer to the, the hole. The 20, 30 footers yeah. they're talking about for yep. sure. Yep. So uh, just to, you know, just uh, always keep tweaking. Uh, that's what I would say. So uh, for me, it's wedges. I kind of know where my golf swing is. I'm still going to work on my golf swing as well. But for me, it's just getting, I feel like I'm good percentage with my, you know, up and downs, but uh, just really trying to be more confident in that regard and, you know, whether you have to go to a, take a lesson or yeah. hate to go down the YouTube route, but whatever. Yeah, whatever works for you. You, you got to go find it. Um, Most of the times, at least for me, for short game, I go find uh, some good books. Yeah. I, I love Dave Pell's yeah. for short game. I think he's great. Um, but he's one of those people that when you do read them, you got to slowly digest mm -hmm. it, right? You just yeah. can't jump out there into the practice area. You got to kind of think about what he's saying and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It's so frustrating to fritterate shots around the green. <laughs> I mean, it's just, right. oh, yeah. you know, yeah. I would, I would, like you said, I'd probably rather put it at this point from those fairway. That, that's the wintertime lives. We yeah. I mean, that. you're going to get that, you know, that uh, <clears throat> tight grass, tight grass. It's, it's very hard, very dry. Yep. Um, you know, using a nine iron, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, or a seven iron, something more of a straight face would be beneficial. Yeah. Um, but I do know that pulling out the old 60 and wanting to throw it high and, and on yeah. there is, is something that we all want to do. Yeah. It depends on where you play too. So Correct. the course that I played on Monday, the greens were faster and a little bit you know quicker than, uh, than Lake Bernadette is currently. But, um, but, you know, you go to play a Lake Jovita or, a buckhorn or something you're going to be quick greens yeah different turf yeah right correct, yeah so what are you working on this this year what are you so goal? this year my uh, um my new year's resolution is to gain club head speed so yeah. i'm going to be working on a six-week program uh from i think it's called speed sticks okay um and what i'm going to try to do is is my end goal is to gain three miles an hour club head speed at the end of it. Okay. Now, I'm sure my listeners are probably going, huh? Mm -hmm. You know, don't you want more than that? And that's a significant gain. Yep. You know, when you start looking at it, uh, that's a significant gain. That's probably about 10 to 15 yards. Yep. And with the guys that I'm playing with, they've got club head speeds of upwards of 110, 115 miles an hour, yeah. where mine's sitting somewhere in the mid-90s. Yep. So giving up that distance is is... 
It's crucial. I yeah. mean, in the scoring zone, I'm, I'm probably, you know, high 70s mm-hmm. because of my lack of distance where those guys are shooting, you know, mid 70s to low 70s. Yep. So it's tough to compete with those guys. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, getting a little bit more distance, trying to get my distance out to, you know, 240, 250 or something like that is, yep. is an end goal for me right now. Have you started any like what? So you order the program. Is it, it's the sticks, right? They actually mm-hmm. like the different yeah. colored sticks, like the red, yes. green and blue. Yeah. Right? So I've got the three sticks for speed training. I also got a uh, uh, counterweight or a counter stick that's okay. got a uh, balance in the back of the club to help with your hand speed. Okay. Uh, I also got something that's called a, a, a grip a grip club. So I guess the, uh, the boys at Speed Stick did a study and they found that uh, people with strong forms and strong grips control the club much much more better, Tom, right? Tom and Watson, Ben Hogan. Well, it goes right, right back to the lesson that you had with Tim Pulse yeah. about the strength yeah. of the grip. Yeah. Um, so, you know, making sure that basically I get myself stronger, uh-huh. faster yeah. is what I'm trying to do. And, you know, as I'm starting to age here, mm-hmm. it is paramount for me to keep that swing speed up as much as I can right. as I get older. I think uh, something I heard there, too, was that people don't pay attention to in the world is um, hand speed. Yeah, you know they all think about clubhead speed as being how fast the clubhead's going. Right. But the more videos that I watch, I watch uh, AMG quite a bit. Athletic Motion yeah, Golf. Yeah, those guys are great. They're really good with how they break down it, break down some of their their stuff. And uh, but it is that the there's a significant correlation between hand speed, hip speed, pelvis rotation, shoulder yeah. rotation, like all those types of things. Yeah. I don't want to really get into all that with the listener currently. If you want to go, kind of go do your own research on it. Yeah. But um, you know, the hands control, they're, they're attached to the golf club. Correct. The so, only thing that attaches yeah, you to the golf yeah, club, yeah. right? So if they're moving slowly, that club head's probably going to be moving slowly. And, it, and the thing about it is it's where the hands move fast, yes. right? It's from the top of the swing down to probably P2 or P4, I think is what they mm-hmm. call it, like almost parallel with the ground, yeah. hip high. And then the club head starts to accelerate from there. Right. Yeah, they, they, there's a point where, again, whether you know this or not, there's a point in that golf swing when the hands actually stop moving mm-hmm. and the and the club head starts really accelerating past and it's just before you get into impact like just okay. just prior to that spot um so you got to start it down quick and and have some pressure like mm-hmm. we're talking about too and then from there then the then you've kind of started the force now you Correct. don't want to get in the way of it mm-hmm. that's why you don't want to keep the pressure you want to let the club let the club head now move right as you're swinging so so some people you know i think kind of go into that they they try to hold the angle, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. I think that's that's one of the things I see with a lot of people is you've got to get that to about, you know, rib high or waist high, and then we got to start releasing yeah. that club to go. Yeah. You know, I start seeing a lot of younger players, they're like holding the lag down to past their knees. I'm like, well, that's not conducive <laughs> right. for what you're supposed to do. So I think it's amazing when I when I do a lesson, I, um, I do a lot of coming over to their to the person, have them in, be in their posture and their setup, mm-hmm. and, and they're ready to go. And I, I always say, like, let me control the club. Let me guide the golf club. And yeah. you hold the shaft, and it's amazing how much pressure. Tension they have. Tension they right? have on that, on that. You can feel it. You don't have to be on their hands. You can feel it in the shaft. Correct. Because they're not letting their hands have any. It's just tight. It's yeah. so tight. So it's finding that balance between, yes, properly gripping the club with some tension, like mm-hmm. Tim was saying, Tim Poltz, um, and, and also positioning your hands because that really does matter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, if you've got a poor grip, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you, the club you, face will be open yeah, or closed or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So get a proper grip, get a, get a you know conventional grip, and then basically, yeah, there's got to be some of that give and take of you can't death grip it, 
at the no. beginning because you've got to let the hands have some motion. Mm -hmm. But then at some point, you've got to let the club head go. Release. release. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's a great one, T-Mac, for a lot of our listeners. And, and maybe, you know, maybe it's not speed sticks for them. Maybe it's for them, it's maybe it's just, hey, how quick can I move my hips? Can I, can I move my hips quicker? Right. You could do little drills mm -hmm. at, at home. It doesn't have to be a golf club, but just kind of yeah. get your body moving in a quicker position, you yeah. know, more explosive, more dynamic. Yeah. Um, and you're going to see results out there yeah. uh, for sure. I, I think that the uh, one of the ones I like to give to my students a lot is because um, they're so focused on length of backswing. Hmm. Right. John Daly was an unbelievable talent. But oh. kind of killed the golf world. For oh yeah, he, he killed Bubba us Watson. in structures, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> Bubba Watson. Hey, there's a reason there's only one Bubba Watson because he's so unique, so hand-eye coordinated. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's amazing. Both of those yeah. players. But, you know? I mean, ridiculous. But the conventional, the people that you look at, you know, in the past 15, 20 years, Adam Scott, picture perfect. Oh golf God, I love that swing. Right. Um, obviously, Tiger. Tiger was Tiger was amazing in so many ways, but his golf swing was technically perfect. Yeah in so many degrees absolutely right and he changed it so many times yep. and kept it perfect yep uh jim furick yeah you wouldn't think of him as technically perfect but through the hitting zone absolutely as straight of a ball hitter as as anybody from hip to hip <laughs> i mean he kept that club face so square yeah right so so whatever that is where where to me i i like to take a half backswing and and again what i think is a half backswing usually turns into a three-quarter backswing correct but I really like to, okay, and I'll tell my student, like, I yell at him, like, okay, take it halfway back and go. Go. Mm -hmm. Like, get into that left side. Yeah. Right, right. Dr like, press that left foot for the right-handed golfer. Yeah. Press that left foot into the ground mm -hmm. because then the next result is that you have to raise up. Come off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't ever do that if you're never going into the ground. Correct. You know? Um, so I think getting that hip speed, that's what I mean by hip speed and, and rotation and pressure and turn Sean Van Patten, our friend that we, you know, from mm -hmm. pure science golf had multiple same lessons with Sean, you know, yeah. 10 years ago and, and for the like five years. And one of his good things that always stuck in my head was Sean, your feet are like a cat on, on a roof. Like, you, like your, 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 your feet are like a cat with like you're on icicle, like an ice skating rink, I guess is the way he would say it. Mm -hmm. So what he meant by that was I could never grab, I could never get traction with my feet into the ground. Gotcha. You know, and he wanted me to feel like my claws, like the cat's claws mm -hmm. were going into the ground right. to then be able to press off the ground. Right. And Using I, ground forces, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. But we, you know, he's like, Sean, you just kind of stay on top of the ice. You never get into the ground when you do it. Gotcha. That's a good way to think about Cause if you're, if you're constantly, again, how many of our golfers do we see as they make their follow through, they kind of back off of it. Like yeah. They fall backwards away yeah. from the target. Correct. That's a clear example of somebody not using the ground. Yes. Because they pushed off the wrong way. Yep. And, and then they'll have all that weight on the backside. That's it. And when you watch TV, girls, boys, doesn't matter. Their follow through is picturesque mm -hmm. for a reason. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they've done all the good things with their hips and their shift and their ground force on the, on the lead side mm -hmm. to get them to come to this beautiful, Finish. classic Rory McIlroy, you know, um, follow through. Yeah. 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 So, you know, uh, one of the things I kind of I, I preach to my students, especially about ground force, is that uh, if I were trying to make a free throw, mm -hmm. right, what's the last motion I make before I make that free throw? I push into the yeah. ground yeah. to push up. Yeah. Um, and it seems like it's kind of a, a eureka moment yeah. for those people. They uh, yeah. really, I need to push into the ground. And once they start feeling that, they start feeling where the pressure is in their feet. They start feeling the, the tightness in their core. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a big moment for them. Yeah. And it's, you know, they really have been skating on the ice all this time. 
I think that's a great way to do it. You got to relate it. You know, a lot of times we ask them, "Hey, what what other sport did you play?" Yeah, because if they came from baseball, from softball, from soccer, mm-hmm. that's a good yeah. one. Sometimes absolutely, hockey's a good one. Hockey's a real good one, actually. Yeah. Um, but if you can, I, I like tennis a lot. Tennis is a really good one relating to golf because um, the if you think of Federer or Sampras or Nadal when they're doing a serve. The first thing they're doing is throwing the ball up in the air, jumping off the ground, Correct. and getting as high as they can to put as much power into that right. coming down. Yeah, it's just not the arm speed. It's also the, the thrust yeah. upwards yeah. that's getting that power. Yeah. And then the other part of tennis that's good is obviously if you're just hitting a standard forehand, you've got to rotate your body. You've got to turn your body to the left, we'll call it, while mm-hmm. your arm is working backwards the other way. I mean, you can talk about how much you're going to draw the ball, which is right hand top spin yeah you know that's very relatable to golf if you're trying to put a little cut spin on it you got to cut cut the cut the racket open the racket well and i think it shows the, <clears throat> the student what the face is actually doing yeah. right instead of having that small little tiny face down there you know yeah. four feet away from us yeah. you have this big tennis racket and it it just serves as a as a you know a big visual for oh, for your players absolutely we did some work with the first tee maybe like eight or ten years ago mm-hmm. right? and they've got that huge big in, instructional golf club for yes the kids. i love that thing we need that for the 50-year-olds out here. Absolutely, like, just to get the understanding. Understand what the face does, mm-hmm. period, because we know that if the face is going square to the target, the ball's probably going to go pretty straight. Right. I mean, know? that's what the ball flights now yeah. are telling us on track, man, yeah. is that the, the ball is going to start where the face starts, right? And yeah. before, you know, when you know I was first in the, in the industry, it was all about the path. Mm-hmm. You know, the path will send it and the, yeah. and the face will bend it. Yeah. Well, now we know it's completely different. It's all about what the face does yeah. and the path, you know, the ball works off of the path, yeah. right? So yeah. um, just with the track, man, that we have here, yeah. uh, it's shown us so much and it's completely changed the way that we teach, I yeah. think. You can't hide from it. No, you know, no, it's data. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's, uh, numbers right there. <laughs> yeah. So I tell it two people, you can't lie to it's your golf instructor and the dentist. Correct. You, they're they're going to know. Have you, have you done your flossing? Have you done your cleaning or have you done your practicing? Absolutely. But you can't really hide from it. So no. And the other thing about practice too, just on a side note there, you know, as we're talking about doing some stuff for the new years is it, it might seem incremental. You know, some of the changes when we, even when we video some people, I had some people in this morning, I was doing a lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's dramatic. Sometimes you can see, oh my goodness, ma'am, you know, sir, you've got your weight. So like the one particular instance today was when they took their backswing, their front foot lifted off the ground, the, the heel. Yeah. Right. And then four swings later, she was not lifting her heel because she was, she understood that, okay, I don't need to feel like the club's going that far back or she can rotate enough with her shoulders to get it where she's not, you know, so sometimes they're really big dramatic changes where you can say, Hey, my left knee's not bending as much. My left foot's not off the ground as much. Mm -hmm. Therefore I've got a much better chance of not topping it. Correct. You know? Um, but then also there's sometimes when it's, it's incremental feels that take, which is what you hear the tour players say. Yes. Six weeks, six months, really not fully invested in the swing until six months into it right and and they'll work on just the takeaway that's it you know just a small you know two feet of it and they yep. have to get that feel yep. and you know it's tough for our students to say hey go home for two weeks and just work on two feet of the swing yep. i guarantee you they'll do it two times yeah. and it's let's go hit a ball yeah let's go play golf right, right. yeah right. yeah so, so you know yeah. practice with purpose is, yeah. is really the, the yeah. key on that absolutely 
Um, so we got the PGA show coming up here. Yes, yes, we got the PGA show time. coming up here at the end of January. I'm super excited. Um, definitely looking forward to going to Demo Day and seeing everything there. How about yourself? What are you yeah, looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, I've been going since I've been PGA member since 2003, so I, I still feel like I get excited every year when you go in. Uh, Wednesday's a good date. Now, this is one of those things that you know I can say as a PGA member. I, I always think that there should be a day for the public to go in. Yes. That, you know I understand the vendors get tired and don't want to be there all the time and stuff. But you're showing us the PGA members and family what the new product is. But there should be nobody's gonna nobody at the PGA you know headquarters yeah. is gonna listen to Sean and Tim. But well, maybe not now. Maybe <laughs> exactly, later. Exactly. Exactly. But I just think that there should be a day where to keep the excitement level for the new stuff. Yes. That the public should be able to come in if you want to charge them. And hey, PGA is supposed to be a charitable uh, or donated to a charity. You know, I mean, a local charity or, or a you know something that's going on in the in, yeah. in the nation or in yeah. the world. You yeah. know, donate that money. Yeah. But ten, uh, ten, ten bucks a person, you get fifty people, fifty thousand people in that convention yeah. center. Anyway, so back to my well, I, to you know, I, I think it, I think it's great because you have the largest collection of vendors, you have the largest collector of uh, retailers yeah, there, the new products, new products, yeah. and I'm telling you, the, is as excited as we get about the PGA mm-hmm. show, the public does as well. Mm-hmm. They want to see behind yeah. the scenes, they want to know what's going on, and I think it would just kind of, you know, uh, kind of help the PGA pro a little bit. If they kind of saw behind the scenes and see, hey, this is this is what we do. This right. is what we organize. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think they would have a little bit greater appreciation for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that week, I'd like to know what the ratings for Golf Channel are that week because oh. they do a good job of covering it. They, they do, do a great job. You know, but it, again, it's kind of like the head the headliners. You know, it's kind of the big guys who are there, or maybe they do interviews with some of the top CEOs of some of the companies. Yeah. But to me, that that new product area is such a cool area to just yes. stroll down around. And we bought we brought stuff back to the golf course from that. Right? Absolutely. We brought back. I bring back a putter each year that I think is the newest greatest. Mm-hmm. But and but, it's always great to see the new technology yeah. with. Uh, you know, putting or hitting a ball or yep. even just a, a, the new type of golf carts. I mean, it's yep. just, there's so much there. It's simulators, it's where simulators. Come from 10 years ago to what they are now. Correct. I mean, you know, it's a second, it's a second Christmas for yeah. a PGA pro yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. And it's different too from, uh, from my brother, who's the PGA member in Massachusetts where it's his off season. That's why mm-hmm. they do schedule in January. Yeah. So for our Florida pros, it's kind of tougher because right in the middle of our, yeah, we're, of our deal. We're busy yeah. right now, but they're, you know, they're coming down to be able to kind of, uh, and the other thing too, T-Mac do it is, is there's a lot of camaraderie about the PGA show. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I've kind of, I uh, haven't been the best, I'm going to say PGA section member where I haven't attended enough things usually because of work. It's not a great answer, but, um, there's a lot of seeing some people that you've haven't seen and reconnecting. Yeah. You know, somebody from a club that might be down in Sarasota that you just haven't been able to get down there and see what you see him over there. Yeah. So there's a lot of that you'll see at the show, which is cool. Um, but yeah, just, uh, we're going to go, I think it's the 23rd and 24th kind of that week. So we'll come back with a good report for you guys. Yeah. Let you know what we see. And, um, and the other thing that's changed a little bit too is kind of COVID related ish, uh, supply chain related ish is that you'll definitely see some of these companies starting to post some things early January yeah. or as before pre social media, that was not introduced until the BJ show. Correct. Yeah. And I think it's just tougher to keep a wrap on yeah. it now with how social media is. Everybody's got a camera or, or, or something like yeah. that. So I think it's just convenient, more convenient for them to kind of let it kind of slip out a little bit early. So it, that's you it. know, 
So. Hey, let's give our listeners uh, one tip. Um, I'm going to go with the, you know, kind of, I know it's a pretty open-ended question to you. you. You can ask it to me after that too. Okay. But give them kind of one thing maybe that they want to work on. Uh, let's go with, with driver. If you want to think about what driver, what would you tell them that maybe sort of, you know, one or two most important things to think about when they're trying to hit, you know, a little further, a little longer with driver? Um, I, I think the big thing I would say is to make sure that you're hitting up on the ball. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I, 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 and this is just me, I like to kind of tee the ball up high. Yep. And for me, I try to find a cloud up high in the sky. Okay. Um, and my thought process is to hit that ball up into that cloud as nice. high as I can yeah. um, and swing as fast as I can. Yeah. Um, I've just, with the studies that I've done or, or the, the knowledge that I kind of know is that if I can get it, uh, you know, hitting on the upswing and as yeah. fast as I can, I'll have a less chance of having side spin on it. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what everybody's going for, at least with the driver. Yeah. Um, so those are my key. Really reduces your backspin too. That's the thing. That's the the, the offset, right, is that the easiest way to explain that is if you're trying to hit a sand wedge, pitching wedge, from mm-hmm. the fairway, you're hitting completely down into the golf ball. Correct. Which gets the ball to go up in the air, mm-hmm. but in a completely different way with a ton of spin on it. Yes. Right, a lot of spin. Now, and you want spin on yeah, that shot, exactly. right? exactly. The opposite with drivers, you want as little spin as possible with the correct dynamic loft and, and how the ball is getting up in the air. You don't want to have no spin. Um, but yeah, so to me that, that would be always, again, I'm going to go back to Sean Van Patten. You would think I'd be better by this point if we had the same lesson for 10 <laughs> years, but it's the, it's the student, not the instructor, but he would put the head cover in front of the tee, you know, just put your head cover down, mm-hmm. you know, obviously pass the golf ball in front of the tee. Yeah. Cause I would invariably make my golf swing. I'm swinging down into it with driver. Okay. So I'm hitting the ball, the tee, and then the head cover right in front of me. Great for an iron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great for an iron. Yeah. But if you get that, that concept and, and you can be, you know, lean, lean with yourself, like move the head cover a little further forward until you get the concept and then kind of move it slightly closer to the ball. Yeah, Challenge yourself to, a little bit. To get then. that idea. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, that's a good one though. It's a good one for driver. So my question to you is, what would be one tip, and you're an amazing putter, so I'd like to know a little bit, what would be one good solid tip for our listeners for putting? Yeah, so I got, uh, I got probably one or two, but routine is, is mine. Okay. Uh, and, and, and be consistent with your routine. Figure out what, what your routine is. Um, read it from all sides. So I really like to walk my putt off, and, okay. and, and I think that's part of the reason why my three putt ratio is better than most because I do walk my putt off. Other people are putting, they're going, you know, you're going from the golf cart to the green. You have time yeah. and get a number in your head, pace it off, whatever your pace is. Uh, my, my, I got size 13 feet. So when I take a pace, I've got basically three feet of, of a walking stride. Okay. So if I take 10 paces, I know I've got 30 feet. Gotcha. You know, and then I go play a golf course that I'm not familiar with like I did on Monday. And now I've got a number in my head that I can associate with, okay, I've got 30 feet for this hole. Right. And then on hole number two, I've got 27 feet. And on hole number three, I've got 45 feet. But mm-hmm. you're starting to get a number associated with how hard you have to hit the golf ball. Gotcha. Um, so I don't see that happening enough on the course. I think people, I see people go up to the to the cup and they kind of think they know what they're looking for. Wow, I don't even see that. I see I, them mark their ball and just look at it yeah, from down the line, and true. they just putt, putt <laughs> away, true. you know. That's and, so true. It you is. know, they don't yeah. even get close to the hole until the ball gets there. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's, no, it's really, really true. You're right. And, and whether it's – yeah, I think that you're right. Like, they're not putting the, the time and uh, almost diligence that they would with a driver maybe. They think that it's it's obviously just as much of a stroke – 
they the just they kind of give up on it. Yeah. It almost seems like just kind of a you yeah. know wish wish it for to go in the hole where yeah. you you know when you watch guys like Tiger and those guys, they're really analyzing that putt, yeah. they're studying it, yeah. and they're putting their hundred percent concentration into yeah. that. Where I see most amateurs, they kind of yeah. on the green and they just kind of assume it's going to be a two putt, right? Right, and they yeah. just kind of wave at it and it's yeah. going to be next to the hole and move along and. And they blew it, you know, 15 feet by. <laughs> the last one I'll give you real quick. And yeah. I know you only asked me for one, but is, um, is I would, I would uh, try to uh, make all of our listeners um, challenge all of our listeners to not slow up play, but putt everything out. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. I want to know what your true score was. Yeah. I don't want to know that you picked up a four footer that, Tour players make 100% of the time, but yeah. on our greens and our conditions and what we do, you're going to miss those. I don't want you to miss them. No. That's not the goal. But we need a true number, what you're actually shooting. Absolutely. And that's going to come into play when you start playing for money and mm-hmm. people that that are going to make you putt out. If yeah. you've been playing with a bunch of buddies that give you the, the old gimmies, yeah. that's good. Yeah. You know, I guarantee you when, when the pressure situation comes, that three-footer is going to look like a nine-footer yeah. to you, right? I've, I've missed them. You miss them. We all, we do. But we do. I mean, yeah. I've missed one-footers. Yeah. I've missed six yeah. inches yeah. before, yeah. you know, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Just, you know, putting your full concentration into it and, and making sure you focus on that, I think is yeah. important. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. So, Hey, we want to thank you for listening. Um, we hope you, uh, are enjoying the content. Uh, we love bringing it to you. Uh, as I said, I'm your co-host, uh, Tim McElvana with Sean Klotz. Hey guys, uh, again, really thanks for listening. If you want to like it and, uh, share it with some people, that'd be great. It gets us some more exposure and, you know, allows us to be able to bring on some more guests and, uh, just look forward to a good year. Yes. Happy new year, guys. Happy new year. Hey Tampa Bay golfers, this is Sean Klotz from One Stop Golf Club. Just want to give you guys a little insight into what we have up here in Wesley Chapel. Uh, We've got a great facility. It's called One Stop Golf Club and basically it's a a private man cave or woman cave depending on what you're trying to do. It's 24-7 access to TrackMan which is a $20,000 machine that you see on tour and it's a private hitting facility so it is member only. Uh, We do offer golf lessons and club fittings in there as well, but basically for $60 a month, you book your tee time online on our website, and you have 24-7 access. You can book a half an hour, an hour, or two hours, and we also have a speaker in here, and also the TV, which has all multiple channels, so just a great way to come in, practice, work on your game. TrackMan has so many different apps inside of TrackMan. You can work on specific yardages, uh, really get your numbers dialed in from a club perspective. Uh, There's also 65 different golf courses inside TrackMan. So such a good way to work on your game. Um, Also, if you decide to have uh, some friends that are members as well, great way to come in and and use it where you can play different golf courses. You can do close to pin contests, long drives. So just a ton of different... um, ideas inside of TrackMan that you can use. Super easy to operate, very uh, user-friendly, but again, think of it as your own private facility. $60 a month for the base membership, and then if you want the VIP membership where you can bring in your friends, that would be $130 a month. So we are excited to be in the Wesley Chapel area. We've been open since August and uh, been had some great support from the community so far. Look forward to working on your game. Come down to One Stop Golf Club in Wesley Chapel or go to our website, which is onestopgolfshopfl.com. My name is Sean Klotz, the owner and operator of One Stop Golf Club.